welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up, guys? In this video, I get to interview the owner of probably the funniest Shopify store I've ever seen. When I first found it, I was actually doing some Redbubble product research, and I was like, what the heck is this? Googled it, ended up on this Shopify store, and the rest was history. I was like crying in laughter. Now, unfortunately, the uh, the owner wants to remain anonymous, so I'm not going to be sharing the shop. And this video is really just me and him on a phone call, but there's a lot of good information on the call. Like he's running a successful Shopify print on demand store, but there's a non print on demand component that I think has a lot to do with the level of success that he was able to achieve in a short period of time. As you can see, over half a million dollars in sales in less than a year. So you guys aren't going to want to miss miss this. Let's get started. What's up, guys? I am joined via phone call by Barry, who runs a uh, pretty successful Shopify store, as you can see in the video thumbnail, over half a million dollars in sales, and it's a relatively new Shopify store that I actually found doing Redbubble research, and there's a you know decent story behind it or an interesting story behind it. I want to ask him about how he was able to achieve this level of success, so uh, Barry, thank you for being here, man. Hey, great, great to be here. Appreciate it, Ryan. Yeah, and uh, I already did a little intro on the video explaining that, you know, we're not going to um, share the shop because you're on Shopify. On my channel, I don't talk too much about Shopify. Uh, I primarily talk about occupying what I call internet real estate on the major e-commerce marketplaces and kind of what we discussed before we were recording. I don't want a bunch of clones of your bestsellers popping up on these um, more authoritative domains like Amazon and uh, Etsy and eBay. So we'll keep it private, but... Again, thank you for being here, man. And let me just start off by asking you, what led you to opening a Shopify store as opposed to uh, jumping on like Amazon or somewhere else? Ooh, so it, it was such a quick ramp up time. It took me a day to get the site from buying it up, buying the domain to literally having products ready to sell with print on demand. Nice. And I don't know exactly if uh, Amazon is as quick, but I, I think I liked Shopify because it was more branding related. I felt like I could like, if you orient the site in such a way, you can kind of create a strong brand, which I think if you're going through Amazon, it's more product versus brand. Yeah, that's a great point, man. And uh, I mean, very valid too, because typically people ask if they should make like a niche store on a platform like um, Etsy or Redbubble, you know, too, where you can actually kind of control the f a little bit more of the look and feel of your shop, whereas Amazon is more product-driven. But that brings me to a, uh, a good point. So you are running a niche website um, specifically, right? You stick to one niche? Correct. Very specific. All right. And would you maybe recommend that for anybody that's looking to start Shopify or Shopify print-on-demand? 100%. I think um, I run a niche, like, call it a gag site, um, and has an element of, like, hilarity to it. It is, I think I could have sold one-off products on Amazon, but I've got a catalog of products on this store that it's almost like, it's almost like overkill, the way the store is oriented. 
and I think that actually is like the brand. The fact that I like it's so niche is I think what captures people's attention. Yeah. And let me ask like how and by the way, yes, the website is hilarious, man. Like I was like crying in laughter because I I'm, I'm in on the <laughs> meme, but um <laughs> like how how often can you estimate like are you seeing multiple products ordered in an order? Ooh. Uh you know, I'd say gosh, I wish I had that breakdown. I think the average pr- pr- number of items ordered per order is like 1.2 items. So Okay. I don't know how that compares relatively, but um yeah, if I'm selling general merchandise every, you know, every fifth person is ordering two rather than one. So, yeah. I thought maybe and, and, and be, Go ahead. But one thing I want to clarify too, I I don't promote specific um you know, bundles buy one, get the other one half off, et cetera. I'm sure the rate could be higher if I promoted those marketing. Right, yeah. Because with Shopify, you do get to kind of control more of the the different aspects of the site. And I know depending on, you know, you were talking to me off of uh, the recording about how you use multiple production partners for fulfillment. And it's not really to your benefit to have like a, I mean, it is because, I mean, you still make more money with more orders, but Sometimes it's like if the same production partner, like you do use Printful, even though you weren't a fan of their <laughs> their high costs, but um, that's typically the one I lean towards using. But like if, if you fulfill two products through Printful, you'll for sure see a, a higher margin because they won't charge you as much for shipping. But, um, you know, if you sold one through Printful, one through shop uh, through Printify, you may not get that same benefit. So, yeah, that, that's actually a really good point. That's a really good point, because if I probably retroactively gone back, customers don't realize what the shipping costs are. So I would charge only a certain amount to the customer. And so not all of it would be passed through. Um, and I think had I bundled, yeah, maybe, maybe reduce the number of POD suppliers that I use, um, probably could have had cost savings. Yeah. And I'm actually just thinking right now. So you, um, you mentioned that your website, it's, it's really funny. The niche that you're in is really funny. It's got the shock value and you're on Shopify. So like a big part of why I teach what I teach on my YouTube channel, everybody watching, thank you. Hit that like button. Um, it's that like, it's so much easier to convince somebody who goes to Amazon to buy something than it is to convince somebody via an ad on Google or Facebook to buy something unless you've got something that makes them stop in their tracks and say, oh my God, what is this? I need to click that. Like, I need that. And I think you have at least one product on your site that is that for you. And um, you know which one I'm talking about. And it's like, man, if you just somehow got in there on the checkout process and said, hey, by the way, do you want like 25% off a t-shirt with this order or something? You know, that might work. Shoot, man, you're giving me ideas where it's like, I'm kicking myself here in this because you're right. I think that would help. Um, and yeah, that's another element. I think, uh, this is not something that people actively search for. So Amazon, you know, number of searches a month, it would have been less relevant. This is right. scrolling through the Instagram page, seeing that, ad it captures the attention, um, and has an element of like virality. Um, yeah. So. I agree. I agree. Do you want to, I guess we can wrap up soon, but do you want to, I know you have to go, but 
anything you can elaborate on the challenges that you faced with your, I'm going to assume is the best selling product on your site that is not print on demand. Challenges. I mean, you hear in the news every day, the supply chain, supply chain is, uh, I think so many tutorials, so many, uh, from an e-commerce standpoint, it's all about marketing. It's all about advertising, et cetera. And like, yes, I get it. But the, when fulfillment and when the supply chain becomes your main focus, I don't think that's a recipe for success. And, uh, I've definitely experienced that this past year. So, um, yeah, last year was your, you know, not an easy year for supply chain. <laughs> focus on your suppliers, focus on your systems, automate as much as you can. I mean, that is biggest takeaway. Yeah, that's good advice, man. And, um, you know, definitely one of the benefits, right, of using Printify, Printful, et cetera, is that that automation kicks in. But it lo- it, like you would you would agree, right, the the one product that is not print on demand was your – it was probably the one that like generated the most, let's say, ad- advertising interest, right, that brought people to your site? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that one I – think, I think when you hear stories of these sites where it's like, hey, you have one – because I, you know, trying to think about this for other opportunities, and it's have one bestseller and have, you know, the second and third compliments, mm-hmm. and, and so it's trying to figure out, hey, that second product which should be a compliment, the second or third compliment, am I trying to position that as like the primary seller, or is it like best suited as like a complimentary? I think, um, yeah, those pairings are really important big takeaways I had from last year. Yeah. So, hey, man, congrats on your success. And uh, we talked a little bit before about, you know, what's next. And in addition to probably scaling this out and seeing where it goes this year, um, sounds like you, you had some plans to maybe open up a second store. So good luck with that. And any any last, like, parting words, parting wisdom that you can leave um, the, the, the viewers? And, again, keep in mind, like, we're not too heavy on Shopify um, on this channel. Um. It's so easy to go down the rabbit hole, reading uh, your your great content, etc. I think you just for so many people, I'm sure you insult them. Just go and do it. The tinker, it's going to have revisions with Shopify from where the, it, the store the design was at first to where it is now. It's just you know get it going and uh, adapt on the fly. I think don't don't think overthink the startup too much. Yeah, good advice. And I'm definitely good that. definitely guilty <laughs> of that. So, <laughs> dude, it's so easy to do paralysis by overanalysis. So that's good. A uh, good yeah. way to end the interview, man. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. I hey, appreciate it, Ryan. Mm-hmm.